0: Right. What's up, guys? We're back. We took a little break a couple of weeks, I think, between our last podcast, but we have a special guest here today. We have Derek. Reeves from Willie TV. What's the, up, man? The Motormouth. Appreciate mouth? having you guys. I appreciate
1: <laughs> you guys letting me come out here and play with you boys. Yeah, for sure. What you,
0: would what'd you say, Steve? Uh, don't, don't you,
2: isn't your tag the Motormouth?
1: Derek the Motormouth Reeves, yeah. That's what it's developed in lately. You As I heard say, that, Adam?
0: I, I, I've never heard that.
1: Because <laughs> you never hear me shut up enough to tell you about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> you're never, no, you're never short for words. No, <laughs> I, I, I
1: try to have the gift of gab. <laughs> it was handed down. It's one of the only things my father gave me that was correct.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you do a good job. Yeah, hey, I appreciate I, it. Yeah, yeah. So cool, yeah. We want, uh, you know, we want to bring Derek on. He's, um, you know, I think. Our, what is your position in Wheelie TV? Uh, half owner. Half owner. Okay. And we started it up. Yeah. So for some of you guys that don't know what Wheelie TV is, it's kind of a social brand. You guys promote videos, film videos, yeah, and pretty much anything
1: that. Uh... You want to get seen doing something stupid on a motorcycle, we got a spot for you to put it. So we, we our number one thing that we like to say is that we support our local stunt riders. And that don't just mean here in St. Louis. That means everywhere, anywhere right. in the U.S., anywhere in the world. If you're up there and you're being brave enough to do the stunts and the tricks that obviously you guys have showed a lot of the world to, and now it's starting to be an epidemic to where everybody's wanting to do it. You want to be seen doing it? Hey, tag me in it. It goes right on there. It don't cost nothing.
0: Cool. Yeah. So what we want to do is kind of, we're going to run through Derek's life story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to get to know Derek. Well, start, uh, hope we starting got time. with, starting with who are you? Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to do is Yeah. Start as far back as you want. Tell us who you are and everything uh, about you.
1: Pretty simple. I, I always classify myself as just an old dirty carpenter. I got into carpentry years ago, was a union carpenter, all that. But the beginning of the stunt riding part of my life I actually started with an old friend of mine that, uh, My boy, Josh Hippie Frey, that's been around the scene for quite a while. Uh, We met back up later on in our years because we used to have our own first place together when we was like 15 years old. So after that, after we did some growing and lived together for so many years, he went his way, I went my way. So he went into stunt riding pretty much with you guys and learning from you guys and a lot of people from the background.
2: And, And speaking of Josh, I actually went to Stunt Wars with him. Or I met him down in Stunt Wars in like 06 and hung out with him all through Stunt Wars, partied with him. Had no idea, and that kind of yeah, kicked my told, relation off with Josh.
1: Yeah, he definitely told stories about how even before it was Street crazy. Fighter days, that that
0: is crazy. I didn't even know he was stunt riding that, yeah. that long ago because cool. he was he was around with uh, Pro Caliper.
1: Yep. Oh, oh, was he boys with Trevor yep. and all those guys? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, one hundred percent. All them Bobo guys and Fairview Heights guys, yeah. No foul guys, all got together, yep. and started that Pro Caliper running, and I wasn't around for that. So I mean, he went into stunt riding, I went into motocross and supercross, and then here it a is, uh, ten. 15 year leap later, we run into each other at a bar and I'm sitting there and we're all talking again. And I'm like, man, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, you know, I still hang out and still I'm an iron worker, but this is what I still do at night. I'm still out riding wheelies and messing around with these guys. And I'm like, oh, for real? I was like, well, you know, I'm still racing motocross, but I broke my neck and got a little time on my hands. Let's see what's going on with this. So he brought me out literally to uh, the Casino Queen lot that we don't have no more. Right. And, uh, I mean, that was a great place for uh, meeting everybody. It was. Everybody. That was awesome. Jesus. And just <laughs> the energy spot. that everybody fed off each other, especially well, when you guys would show up and start tearing a lot from end to end, and then it'd pump everybody else up. What uh, what bike were you riding back then? Oh, man. My, my first stunt bike, well, I mean, besides the little bikes, the Honda 50s, I mean, that's where I started off at. But yeah, but
2: I remember you had a full full size bike there.
1: The Jixer. The Jixer, that's what it yep. was.
2: I remember uh, that was when somebody sucker punched you and you had, your jaw was wired up. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's like a, when I first met you. That
1: wasn't too long after uh, the beginning of all this. Yeah, I definitely yeah. got sucker punched pretty good. And uh, that was actually the second time I had my jaw broke. Who but, who but, yeah. who's sucker, who's sucker punching? you? Oh, uh, Boonyak, Brendan Boonyak.
0: Who's that? Yeah, was uh, he in the stunt scene?
1: Well, uh, it seems like the story that I get because I, I I knew his brother and uh, I can remember his brother pretty well and I don't remember. Brennan at all but uh it seems that he was out trying to learn how to ride wheelies and actually looped out and busted his head open didn't have a helmet on and uh he took a nasty dive and had some brain injuries or whatnot but it happened to be that I had that jixer. I was just starting to get the wheel up and clutching up and starting to get comfortable on the bike and I had a guy from uh, California that came in town and uh he was riding with me that night and we was like man let's stop and get a cocktail you know, so we stopped in a Big Daddy's. That's what
2: it was, Big Daddy's. Yeah, Big that. Daddy's
1: in Belleville, Illinois. And we're sitting there having a good old time. And uh Brennan and uh Kyle LaRue that worked at the Honda shop was sitting there. Well, I guess Kyle and him had a little issue with an ex-gal. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's always, uh, always a girl. girl. Yeah, yeah. Always a girl, man. Yeah, always. And for sure, I'm just sitting there and I'm watching this go down. And I don't think nothing of it, you know. I'm sitting there telling, dude, just play it off. Who cares? It's just a chick. It's just a chick. And, uh... <clears throat> I'm sitting there, and out of the blue, after he comes through, Kyle's sitting there, and he's ordering a drink. And my buddy pulls up next to him. Well, he turns around and just face pushes my buddy. And I'm like, whoa. So Kyle steps back, and, I mean, my buddy just throttles him, knocks him cold out. I mean, head hits the ground. He's cold. Does one stomp. Runs out the door. Jumps on his bike. Takes off. Don't even grab his helmet or nothing. I'm like, oh, man, that just happened, you know? So I'm not thinking nothing of it. I'm like, everybody knows me up here. I'm not going to have a problem. So... I go out on the phone, get out front of the bar, and I'm sitting there, I'm talking to Hippie Frey. And I'm like, dude, you wouldn't believe it, dude. Just got knocked out. You know, Kyle's a good dude, but, man, he was really pushing it. And the bouncer came out and goes, man, these dudes are going to jump you, Derek. And I'm like, man, ain't nobody going to jump me. I mean, I'm a little guy, but, you know, I hold my own. Yep, I'm sitting there on the phone, and actually, you know, I got popped right in the jaw, and I'm like. You never, you never saw it coming? Never saw it coming. No, they blindsided me. And I'm sitting there Jesus. on the phone, and I, I remember – still having the phone in my hand and i'm like some muffo just sucker punched me as soon as i said sucker my jaw dropped oh, and i was shit. like oh and i looked out and they were already in the car gone so it took me about three days to actually track the dude down and pretty much put the fear of god into him make him pay some money and a couple other things and long story short I had to take it to court to get some of the hospital bills paid but he was living with mom and daddy and he couldn't pay nothing and if i would have sued him it would have made him go to bankruptcy which actually would have helped him out later on. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the jaw story. I mean, I ended up and that was right when started getting into the scene and everything. So I mean, like little dude date and all the other rides and stuff. Yep. Wired so, shut. So what happened to the jixer?
0: Yeah. What wait, what what kind of jixer was it?
1: Uh, I think it was a 0405 600. 600? 600. 600. And uh all white and black and I mean, it was stock as rock when I got it and uh ended up having to take my buddy Roach all the way out to Tennessee. He's like, you give me a ride out there. I got a cage for you. I got a sprocket for you. I got everything you need. So I was like, all right, I took him out there. So I ended up finally getting it all on the bike and, uh, I fell in love with the bike, but, uh, obviously I had some pretty decent accidents as learning, right. You know, uh, it ended up getting totaled out. Actually, uh, that's the bike I was on when I hit hippie on highway 70. And, uh, I came back from middle of the map, uh, great, great fun times, and uh, just got back that day, and we're rolling down the highway, and he thought we was taking the Tucker exit, so he kept looking over his shoulder, so he kind of slowed up, and when I came out, what I thought was the longest wheelie I ever rode,
0: you know, I'm all excited, <laughs> I'm
1: looking at little, uh, little Brocklin, and I'm like, man, dude, yeah, and I, as soon as I looked up, I'm already in him. I hit him square in the back tire, and I'm talking about ejecto seed I'm probably <laughs> for you. Oh man. I'm up over hippie by about 10 feet flying through the air and he's off the bike about eight feet. How fast are you going? Oh, I must've been still doing about 55 Jeez. and he must've been probably slowed down somewhere around 35, 40 miles per hour. But I mean, it, it just hit just right. to where the whole bike went straight up. He's flying through the air and I'm looking down as he's coming down and my bike's behind him. And once I hit the ground and I'm tumbling and I'm looking, my bike is literally just eating him going down the highway all Jesus. the way off to the side i mean there's nothing left of the Jixer. i look up i pull the helmet off ricky brocklin's like dude don't move don't move <laughs> i'm like get off me so I, I stand up and i look over and hippie's already got his bike back up and his rim is so demolished i mean his you could back fit, rim? you yep you could fit your fist Jesus. through the rim in the tire just that simple <laughs> and he takes off wide open wah, wah, wah. i'm like I'm looking around. I jump on the back of his old girl's bike, and she's even looking at me like, you're going to ride on my bike? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I have no other choice at this time. So I get on her bike. We pull into Jackson. I mean, he's laying on the concrete. I know he's messed up because I'm tore up. There's nothing left of my bike. In fact, uh, Royalty Dane ended up coming and grabbing the bike, and the only thing he could salvage for me to sell was the motor. Wow. Everything else was completely demolished. But, yeah, Hippie uh, ended up healing. I ended up uh, going, driving all the way back to Belleville. And when was this? This was, I guess now it's had to be about five years ago. So I rolled all the way into Belleville to the ER, and they're like, oh, we're lifelighting you to SLU. And oh, really? It like, was that bad? Yeah. And wow. I was like, I ain't getting no helicopter. And uh, at that time, my wife, she was an RN. I told her, I said, you're driving me. And they wouldn't let me leave out. They actually put me in an ambulance because I wouldn't get in the helicopter. I didn't want to pay the bill. Jesus. So I make it all the way to SLU, end up finding out that, I mean, I I have a bad problem with doctors and hospitals, evidently. So I'm in there wigging out, and they're like, if you can just walk to the door at this point, because when I got to the ER, my legs wouldn't work. They had to get a a wheelchair to roll me in. Really? And I'm like, yep, we got to go. So the doctor was being kind of a prick. I kind of just said, screw it. And I got up all gimpy and, Worked my way across the floor and made it over to the door and touched the doorknob and told him to go screw himself and then left out. Well, bad choice. What was it? Three days later, I had a hematoma burst on my spine. Oh, remember Jesus. when I had that drain line on Damn, my back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was all out partying and I had a little like grenade bottle on my side that's sucking fluids out of my spine and stuff. And you
0: were out partying? Yeah, we are <laughs> all at Bobby's on Washington. Heck, Dane's How, birthday and was, everything. Was this like when did you actually start? stunt riding was
1: it It, i I think i've only been actually around you guys now for maybe seven years seven years yep seven years try and put a footprint in it real quick you know try and help organize and try and build off it but more than anything it was just the people and the energy and definitely the sketchiness i mean i i was never good at hard drugs so it was always adrenaline filled I, i cage fought i raced motocross i raced supercross i raced uh, stock cars. I mean, that's why they call me Triple Nickel for so long. I <laughs> race motocross five, five five five. Never heard super that. Supercross five five five. Stock cars five five five. And got married five five oh five at five. What's what's the significance of the fives? Yeah, it's just my lucky numbers five 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 five. Yeah, triple got, Nick. Got so, tattooed on both arms and the lip. Everything.
0: <laughs> so so you're Triple, triple Nick triple. and who? What else? Are, what's your other Triple Nickel and, and mo- Eric the Motor Mouth. Motor reach. Mouth. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of people
1: like to call me a little prick too, so that works out we had it in there
0: <laughs> i mean hey it works um okay so then so you so you you, you had the bad crash and then you' so I, I assume the bike's totaled yeah that 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 one was completely totaled out <laughs> then what so what's the next <laughs> what's the next step
1: after that <laughs> well the next step after that was uh definitely staying on the the little bike a little bit longer which Turns out that was just as dangerous. No. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, you
2: split yeah. your head open like three times. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time. What What is that, T- TTR90? You know,
1: TTR90 is what 90? I got now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my baby. I actually, that's my favorite bike in the world. I mean, I love Black Betty, my F4i, but uh, the TTR90 actually been real good to me. I've been able to adapt to that thing like no other. But, yeah, definitely uh, – Let's see, that one was a couple years back, ROC. I was running from uh, one of them boys, and he kind of <laughs> uh, shoved me to the curb a little bit, and I went to go jump over the curb and didn't make it, and I had my whole front of my head busted open. I had to run, go get staples, come back so I can make the after party, of course. Don't want to miss that. But uh, then I had the back of the head busted open a little bit before that, and then the bad crash, which was actually on a little SSR-70. I don't know why I was riding a dang thing. But a uh, fractured tibula, tibia plateau, blew out the ACL, shattered meniscus. They took part of the patella, made me a new ACL out of that. Four days after that surgery is when gotten another little little scuffle and fractured the fibula on the same leg. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, like a scuffle or a? Well, or, or, uh, fellow rider <laughs> uh, talking about having clutch problems on his grom, you know. Hey, Derek, I know you'll tell me how to fix it. You know, just take it for a ride. And I'm in my demobilizer brace. So it's like four days after surgery. And I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to. He kept begging and begging. Finally, I'm like, all right, man, just let me on it. So I take it down, take it back, take it down, take it back. I'm clutching it. Everything's feeling fine. And then. I mean, I barely even let off that clutch a little bit, and it just rubber-banded me straight back, bent in the mobilizer brace. I'm laying on the ground. Dude. I get back on it, pull back in the parking lot, and I'm like, dude, just get away from me right now. <laughs> it, was, it was bad.
2: So is this why you're going into the uh, announcing? <laughs> 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 because the riding's not really for you? You
1: know what? Um, I still I, I, I love and I live for the riding now. And you know, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm doing it as much as possible. I'm never going to circle the big bike, you know, so... Lots bore me. I'm not going to get out there and mess around going back and forth when I can do it in the streets. I love straight line. I will always ride straight line. But, uh, yeah, the MC part of it, I mean, it came by storm. I never knew I had the talent for it. and once it took off they're just now it just seems like it might be a future to be able to keep doing it full time rather than swinging a hammer and beating my body up more and more
2: and everybody that says they don't like lots normally can't do circles yeah <laughs> and then once they can do circles they're
1: like oh it's not bad uh, yeah. i didn't say i couldn't circle there before. i just i'm not i can't jump off it there ain't no way i can sit there and jump off oh it is that what the
0: issue it. is like if you get if you get in a oh mm like a bad situation yeah, if, I, if
1: I twist this bad knee one more time especially the way it is right now it, it's gonna be bad I'll have to get bad. a full implant so uh, I don't wanna do that hmm. yeah get don't do it. that I don't want it oh, <laughs> oh man no. I got enough steel plates pins and rods in me at this point that I, I don't need no more at least I'm gonna look this good till 90 yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> you haven't aged since I met you <laughs> <laughs> you neither oh yeah man meet you later oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay so then So, I guess at this point in time, you're kind of hanging around Shady Jacks a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much religiously.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, and then you got down to Shady Jacks via Hippie and those guys, or you just kind of found your way down? Yeah, uh, Hippie
1: brought me down there, and that's when uh, we started on the little bikes, right when I got started. And then I started going down to Royalty and uh, meeting Dane and...
2: Me really Travis, sucks we lost that
1: place. Man, it, it's so sad. because I have not done any maintenance to my big bike since. No. I'm so sad. Yeah,
0: they don't. I don't. They underestimate the impact that moving out of there did yeah. to the St. Louis stunt industry. It was a absolutely amazing place. I'm glad that I got to spend
1: the time that I did in there. Right. But at the same time, I, I hear about all the memories and all the times that you guys have right. had and everybody. Do they else sell that it? yet? Do they still own it? I I don't know if uh, Travis got rid of it or not. I, I think it's still the buildings.
0: There. Yeah, I thought he sold it. I don't. I don't. I'm not. am not, not that I know of. Dane, if you ever listen to this, text us. Let us know. Yeah. What, what, last what I heard,
2: last I heard, someone tried stealing his bike. Oh, well, that was right when
0: we was emptying it out. His bike. Oh, there's still bikes in there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: His bikes and tools were in there, and he caught the guy stealing his bike. Like, yeah, they uh, cut a sure. hole in the fence, and they were literally wheeling it out as he drove by.
1: Yep. Yep. That's uh the same night that we all collaborated together and got everything out of there that we could
0: oh nice <laughs> yeah man like just having that especially during roc and other other events and stuff for people it was that, perfect for everybody oh man you just you break a chain you you probably wasn't perfect and... for him but it no was perfect for us it was yeah. perfect for us right yeah <laughs> oh man that's a good
2: point cool i'm and, wondering speaking of shady jacks when did we start going down there
0: royalty i mean i was going shady jacks to- I mean, I can't I I
2: can't remember like the first initial like, hey, we're going to start going here. And this is like, I mean, it's well
0: over 10 years. I mean, I was we were going down there. So I don't remember going down there back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm when when
2: James and Dennis and we we are Dan or any of those guys, uh, DJ. I don't
0: remember. And Chris, I don't ever remember being down there with any of those guys. I was, we were. I don't know if like all those guys were down there, but we were down there a few times. I mean, we were. That's the route we would always ride. But we were down there when they were in the other building. Hmm. Jax was in the building next door to it. Were Definitely down before my time. Yeah. Yep. But
1: that's. I, I mean, after going down to the lot, I mean, we always ended up going over there to get lunch or yeah. get a couple yeah, of drinks or but,
0: but i will say when we were hanging out down i mean when i say hanging out going down there and stopping after riding that that route but it was definitely more of a harley bar than you know i think after i kind of was away you guys kind of converted it into yeah. more of a yep.
1: stunt bar yeah being a more acceptable because i mean yeah it was definitely a rowdy
0: 100 percent harley bar yeah, and that was a weird kind of transition, I assume, for Jack. is like trying to figure out how you mix those two scenes. Well, it took a lot because your, your Harley riders don't want to see
1: and hear our, our foreign bikes out no. there tearing it up right. and doing what we do. And then Jack and Ann, as business owners, of course, I mean, we bring a we bring a complex system yeah. to an area that shouldn't have it. And they, they, they've adapted, and they have actually helped and thrived our situation around St. Louis for sure.
0: Yeah, w- without Jack's, I mean, it's kind of a – I don't know what you call. Yeah, it. I don't even know what you do anymore.
1: Yeah, at that point, we're not going to find another bar like it. We're not going to. No. In fact, I mean, after. Well, I no mean,
2: one even has that, so we're just. Yeah, that's yeah. just a bonus. I've mean, most have been places. All over the world.
0: I've never been anywhere in the United States and seen anything like that. The closest at all. thing
2: is people having shops. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: And yeah. then it's still, besides
2: yeah. that, it's people just meet up at a parking lot and then they ride
1: and that's it. Are they all meet up in so that's a big shout out to Shady Jacks, downtown St. Louis, off Broadway. If you get a chance, come check it out. You never know what you'll see out back. That's you, for sure. yeah, you never know. <laughs> I, well, I was, I was,
0: we were there this weekend, and I noticed that there was signs up now that say, "Absolutely no, no riding." You know, you know there's a there's a big barbecue coming up here soon. So uh,
2: <laughs> actually, no, we're supposed to announce that on on this podcast. Uh, oh, are we?
0: Yeah, we are. Actually, so, this was this is the one we were going to do it. We on. said
2: on the next one we were going to say when Roc was. Well, why don't you go
1: ahead and say it? Yeah. I, I think it's September fourteenth. I mean, that's what I keep saying. A little magic marker writing on right. on all <laughs> of my social media. I mean, See, everybody's been blowing it up nonstop. Not only that, I've got probably literally. At least two hundred people messaging me asking me about it, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? I can refer you right over to the guys that really know.
2: I I just tell um I just tell them the date or
1: refer them to the post. And that's yeah. it. I've already shared it enough times that they should see it. What uh
0: What's that funny story you were talking about? Yeah, somebody saw the date, but they thought it was like a wedding date or something like that. Somebody got married. Oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. Someone someone
2: <laughs> someone shared it. Oh, no. And they go, what is that? Is that um. When Steve and James are finally getting married. Oh man, you should definitely do a mail order. Just go no, ahead and
0: start I thought, sending out invitations. I thought, somebody, did. I thought somebody legit was like, oh congratulations, it's about time Tommy and Susie or something.
2: No, what? What? I thought that?
0: that I thought that you said like somebody mistook it the date. <clears throat> As if somebody else shared the post, I assume. Somebody
2: shared it, and somebody commented on it and said, oh, what is that when James and Steve are finally getting married?
1: Oh, okay. I, I Yeah, my <laughs> so, bad. So are you not going to get married? Because I'm thinking no, about no. getting ordained. No, no, I'm i mean, good. everybody I'm keeps good. asking me, like, man, why wouldn't you just go ahead and start marrying No, hey, that's a, that's a good idea. And I found Actually, out I can do it online, so I don't have no, to go take a real yeah, test. No, you can Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you I'm, can, yeah. It's going to have to happen. So I, I got you and James, man, for real. <laughs> no, I think we're I good. I mean, St. Louis is down for that stuff.
0: <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> man, I right, think James.
1: Sorry that he denied yeah. you on that one. I think since they, ring.
0: since they started living together, <laughs>
1: they're not going to get married. The stress level has gone oh, up. Oh yeah, James. it's yeah. like
0: you get them drinking, and then you get one person to say one story about the other person, and then it just starts this like insanely funny. He just banter. thinks he's
2: so innocent. He he's like he's not. What, what did he say the other day? um Man, what did he say? He said something about something. He's like, "When when are you gonna pick this up or clean this up or something?" I said, "When are you gonna get your underwear off the ba- the bathroom
0: floor that been up there for like five days?" <laughs> I Thought you were gonna say out of your bed. No. <laughs> God, I can't remember what I asked him to do. I asked. No. Him do. I would give anything for him to be here right now. Oh, oh my! Man. Oh man, we're, I enjoy James. Man. Oh really dude, do. he really is do. a trip. Yeah, I want to do one podcast session where I'd get these two going. Oh Oh, man, it won't stop. No, enough of it, (laughs) man. We're at Molly's one night and they were going at it. I was like, I couldn't even breathe. I was laughing so hard. Oh man, I got a tear in my eye right now. Well, because I was like, finally somebody else can experience Steve the way I do. Because you know we're together all the time and doing everything imaginable together. Sometimes I'm an angel. (laughs) No, kill Sometimes he needs one of these. Um, okay, so let's see What else So Shady Jacks And then um, Street Fighters I think we I never really Met you before uh, Just kind of meeting you At Shady Jacks and
1: Yeah then, uh, There might have been A couple times We bumped into each other Before I started riding But uh, other than that Nah, I mean once It was, it was uh, the Casino Queen Lot Yeah uh, that's, what I that's what I definitely remember I was down there Dragging my feet at first And then you guys Would come in And then <laughs> I'd be like Dang, look at the energy On these guys And then then started noticing and started getting to meet everybody, and then slowly just rolled all the way up to Shady Jack's. And then, next thing you know, we're state to state seeing each other yeah. and partying together. And then here we are today, you know? Yeah. It's awesome because, I mean, I looked up to you guys. You guys are definitely the biggest name of stunt riding. You know, it's absolutely amazing how far you guys have come. And with the old DVDs, CNI, and all that stuff, I mean, that is, that is visual writing porn for people. I mean, the kids are, (laughs) even the kids today that are still 15, 16 years old are seeing these videos out there and they're like, good God, you know, and this was how many years ago? And heck, even before handbrakes and these guys are doing this stuff. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still out there. It's iconic, you know?
0: We were talking about that at Jack's the other day. It's like, man, you know, I think back when we were riding without handbrakes, like all the stuff we were doing, and I'm like, there's no way I would do that today. Uh, without a handbrake, Boy, you know they what had I mean. Backup. Oh man, I mean it's like. <laughs> but then you
1: didn't know. I mean, there wasn't. There was really nothing there. Yeah, you didn't have no no technology for it then.
0: No, I. You know what? I I don't know if I ever really told the story, but the first person I ever saw with a handbrake was Eric Hornshell. So. Eric and Big Scott from Stunners.com. Did you ever, were you familiar with Stunners.com? I I remember seeing a little bit of it here and there. Yeah, so Scott lived in Texas, and uh, he was friends with Eric, and they were on their way to the very, I think it was the very first stunt, uh, uh, Starboy Stunt Fest. Might have been the first or second one. But anyway, I'd never heard of Eric. And so they stopped it here in St. Louis and spent a couple days, and we we rode together, whatever, and he had a blue R6. He's like, hey, you know, i got to show you something. You know, he, he wouldn't tell me what it is. So he jumps on, he clutches up in a tank wheel and just goes across the parking lot and he starts comboing around on it while he's in the tank wheel. But he was only going, you know, 10, 15 miles an hour. Game changer. And it was so weird because when he came back, he's like, What do you think? I go, oh, I don't I mean, I, I really didn't even know what to think because I just never, I mean, this was probably 2004. Yeah, 2004 or five or something. And I'd never seen that before. It's probably three, two or three. Yeah, it, yeah, it might have been three.
2: Probably maybe. May, probably two or three I think it
0: was, yeah th- because maybe.
2: because uh toast was in c n i there there was handbrakes in c n i four I feel like someone had a handbrake in c n i four <laughs> and that was in that era,
0: yeah, so that, and what you know that's when they were like, yeah, we basically just took two stock brackets, welded them together backwards, and then you know got a caliper and brake line <laughs> genius, yeah, right genius. And then we started having, once that, we saw that, we're like, dude, so we were having Travis. Yeah,
2: Travis welded on my Welding all
0: of our, bra- our brackets together. Nice. Yeah, and he was the only one that we knew that would do it, you know, that could TIG weld and stuff. So that was kind of the beginning of handbrakes for me. But that was like, I mean, I, it took me like a whole summer to even adjust and like figure it oh, out, you know. Because <laughs> we were on leader bikes too, and it was like weird having that on a 954. That's what I had at the time, like trying to do that. It's like,
1: man. It was now, weird. Now you got guys like me that can't really foot brake for nothing because of no, hand braces, yeah, so exactly. I, yeah. Mean, I, I tell everybody all the time. They're like, "Man, you cover." I'm like, "I got my foot on it." I mean, if I go falling back, I'm gonna tap it, but I'm gonna tap it hard. You know?
0: Well, I've kind of forgotten how much engine brake the bikes really do have, especially if you have them geared. I'm, I'm always kind of nervous. I'm so I rely on the handbrake so much. I don't, I'm, you know, my brain's not used to like letting it rock. It'll rock back to twelve o'clock and, and you still go forward. Right off. Yeah,
2: so it's kind of you know. And, and starting with those handbrakes the way we did, people always ask why my handbrake's on top. Well, we didn't really know any better. And me, my clutch was kind of on an angle down. Right. So if I put a handbrake underneath that, it would have been like like this, and I never thought to bring the clutch up. So I just mounted it where it just naturally just, you know, it just needed to go a little higher than the clutch. And that's how <laughs> I started with I didn't know. No every one, you know,
1: state, every place I go, there's always, you know, Stunt riders walk around and touch everybody's brake. I mean, they go over and squeeze on it. Like, oh, yeah, that feels like this. Mine feels like that, whatever. But uh, they always notice that mine's on top. And they always give me grief about it. And I sit there and I'm like, well, you know, Steve Jones is on top. You know, (laughs) Dane's was on top. A lot of these old school guys are always on top. Guru, Hippie Frey, all these guys. I'm like, well, I mean, it's all I ever knew, and I understand it like this, and I explain it like this, is that my pointer finger is my strongest finger. I know it gets things done. I tell people (laughs) on my job site all day long, hey, you do this, you pick that up, you do this. So that's my strongest finger, so I'm going to trust it more than my middle finger because my middle finger gets me in trouble anyways. Right. My my
2: thing was I didn't know. I, I mean, there was forums on the Internet, on websites. There was no MySpace or Facebook or Instagram, so I just put it on there. But my thing is what... Can someone do with that setup versus that I can't do with mine? It's the I, exact
1: same thing. It's just a different finger. I mean, y- yeah. your two fingers are still the same. They both have the same quality. They're still doing the same thing. Yeah, so it's just y- a mental thing at
0: that time. You know, uh, I heard Wolf make a comment one time about it, and it made sense the way he said it. He said, "Anybody that grows up riding a motorcycle, you always use your index finger on the clutch. So if you have it on the top, your handbrake's on the top. You're you you you're not doing that. You're." you're using your index finger for the brake. When I ride, I
2: use two fingers on my levers. Do you? If I'm not using a brake, you know what I'm saying? If on my yeah. front brake, I use two, and if I use a clutch, I always use two. I'm
1: always... That's weird. So then you just hop to your your to your brake on top? Yeah. No,
2: no, no, like if I'm just riding, like you know what I'm saying? Like I normally just right. grab it with two fingers for whatever reason. I got short stubby fingers,
1: I can't.
0: I yeah, can't I do on. too. I can't reach as well. Yeah, but sure. I, I feel like the handbrake on top is easier to do clutch work for some reason, especially like coasters, handbrake coasters. But I, obviously, every most of the world is doing it with the brake on the bottom. But it's like, no, but it's true. Do, every, do what you like, yeah, do what, do you, what like. you like. Everybody always says, guys from St. Louis, they have you know run their handbrakes. On but the I top. think
2: I think if the handbrake on top is better for street riding because you're never really using the clutch in the street. So now you're holding on with three fingers and a thumb, and you have more grip than Correct. holding with just two fingers. That's, That's how it, I feel
1: comfortable. That with is it. true but Mm -hmm. i would think that if i was out doing circles on it, i wouldn't mind having my clutch on top because i feel like you wouldn't crush you know into your clutch you can pull your clutch and your brake at the same time you know and you work it that way i know a lot of guys talk about being able to work the clutch and the brake at the same time yeah i can i can work mine oh we we know we know we get it steve
0: (laughs) wheelie tv yeah wheelie tv what oh give us the lowdown
1: it's crazy um actually uh being down there at shady jacks and uh ended up meeting mikey wiederman Mm -hmm. and uh i started talking with him and he was telling me how he does videography and he's done all these videos over the year i didn't even know that he rode you know i guess he rode back in the day for a little while but uh i started looking at some of his work and seeing these videos and i was like man that's that's awesome you know so me and him started becoming friends talking more and more you know drinking more and more and uh (laughs) Have more and more conversations. <laughs> it's all alcohol's always involved. He, he called me up in the middle of the night one night, and he was like, "Hey, this is the idea I have, you know." And at this time, we had uh, what was it? Uh, that Jenna Flo chick. She had uh, was it? S, not STL minis. That's still going. It was uh, stunt STL. Stunt STL. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was great, you know. She followed around, did quite a bit of stuff for me or whatnot. And I ended up uh, going out to do date. And when I came back, I guess somehow. This chick got her head all messed up, I guess, went out, wrecked her bike, and she told the cops that I stole her 250 Ninja. And the cops ended up finding it crashed. But she went through the whole thing to where detectives called me and everything, and I literally just got back in town after this. And I'm talking with these detectives, and they're finally like, no, we already took care of it. We found the bike. We got it back. We know you didn't have anything to do with it, and we know that you was down at Shady Jacks when this happened. I'm like, whoa. So this is a lot of information. I mean, we got to figure this out real quick a well, long story short yeah i mean she called the cops and pretty much buried herself at that time and it was just before that when mikey came to me and goes here's what i want to do you know all these stunt riders always wanting to be seen we got to figure something out you know and i'm like well what do you mean by this I was like you gonna do all the video work you gonna help me because i'm not very uh technology thrifty you know I, I mean i have no problem running my mouth being in front of a camera and riding and acting a fool and partying that's not that i'm good at that you know right so i need somebody to be able to take care he goes i can take care of all that and i was like so you're gonna get your camera out you're gonna dust it off and you're gonna start putting these edits together he's like yeah i said well at that point i'll get people that want to be seen so and he was like called me up a couple nights later he goes how about this wheelie tv i'm like wtv like mtv he's like pretty much yeah and i was like well, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, if it sounds like it'll work, I mean, at this point, I barely even used Facebook at the time, you know? And I'm like, well, let's let's figure it out. So we sat down and talked about it, and I was like, well, here's here's what I would like to do with it. What would you like to do with it? And it was one of those things, like, neither one of us is out to make no money. We just wanted to be out here in the scene. He wanted to be getting back into doing videos and getting the feel for the life again. And at that time, you know, I I wanted to be a part of the life. So that's when it came down to support your local stunt riders. That way everybody feels comfortable. You know, when you see the kid next to you that's only bringing his tire up <clears throat> maybe six inches or whatnot, you know, and you walk up to him, you pat him on the back, and you say, hey, man, you go ahead and keep watching and keep yourself in the back of the pack, and then one day you'll work your way up to the front. Next thing you know, you, you'll, be, you'll be a stunt rider, you know, at that point. You know, you'll be able to understand, you know. So I found out that there was a lot, a lot, a lot of people that were just intimidated by the lifestyle and a lot of the guys that we have riding, you know? So once they started finding a comfortable place and having comfortable people talking to them and teaching them and actually giving them a couple pointers, it kind of blew up and it blew up really fast. I mean, heck, I think, I think we're somewhere close to 50,000 followers and it's only been maybe three or four years, something like that, maybe five years. And I mean, I've stayed at that number. We don't, You know, we don't push nothing. We don't put nothing out there that, you know, we don't want the law seeing anything that we really do. So we don't put nothing back in the face of the law. But if you got a video that you want to be seen on some kind of social network like Wheelie TV, all you got to do is tag us in it, and it ends up going on there. So with it being that simple and that easy, it just grew. And it made a lot of people comfortable. And, I mean, nowadays I'm seeing it more and more. Now that I'm traveling more and more, I got – people in every single state of course you know i mean you guys have had the following for years and years and i mean it, it, it's awesome to understand the camaraderie of these writers now to, to understand that i know i'll be in um san antonio texas in a couple weeks all i have to do is put a post up who's in san antonio texas who has a couch or who wants to go out and have a couple drinks or whatever and at any point i can have it it can be as little as one good person to as many as 40 good people that want to go out hang out have a couple drinks or just want to show up to the show and show support for each other. And that's the thing, you know, support your local stunt riders. If I'm in your city, I'm in your state, I'm anywhere near your show, I'm going to be there. I want to see what you're doing. I want to take a little video. I want to see what you're doing it for, why you've been doing it, how long you've been doing it, and I want to put you out there. You know, it's just that simple, I mean. It's awesome because we talk about it all the time. It is our riding family. It don't matter what state we're in. It don't matter what breaks. Everybody collaborates together. And it's, it's crazy to think that it's bigger than these Harley scenes that are out there that, you know, they're patching in and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're having a, you know, an enforcer and they're having all this going on, all this politics to it. We throw all the politics to the side and we're just family i will do for you what you would do for your son and your son will grow up to do the same thing and it's we're teaching each other to collaborate together and help each other and it's it's awesome because i tell people in our shows the bottom line is that one percent of the world actually gets to see what we do in person a very very small portion of that are actually dumb enough to do it (laughs) i mean it's just that simple you know not saying we ain't had some bad seeds in the scene and you know, but I do believe over the last you get that in any scene. Oh, of course, yeah, of
2: course. Anything but, you do in life,
1: and I do believe it's getting a lot better. I think everybody's getting more trustworthy, and everybody's actually thinking before they bring somebody in. Or, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a lot safer than it used to be, and I think we got a lot more good people involved in.
2: Speaking of the Harleys, what do you think of the new Harley trend?
1: Oh man, I love it. I, I'll tell you what. I mean, before I was back on these. Uh, On these stunt bikes and stuff, I mean, I had a bunch of Harleys. I had a 98 Special Edition Fat Boy. I had uh, two uh, 883 Huggers that I had all all souped up and did shows and stuff. And just regular, like, look at my bike shows not riding wheelies like these guys. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing to hear somebody just beating on these American muscle bikes like that and being able to keep up with the finances of keeping it going. But it's so epic because it's a new sound. You got these baggers standing on one end and i mean who, who can't just stop for a second and look at that it's just it's amazing that something that big is standing up like that <clears throat> and to think that we have kids that are 15 and 16 years old that are standing those 800 pound bikes up and rolling as long as they want to like aj uh so yeah aj Sulkey. Absolutely amazing. Um, Gage Sutton can ride anything, Dom. I mean, we got so many of these little kids now that are just bypassed us so quick because of guys like us taking them and teaching them over and over again. And now they're just taking over the world. It's absolutely amazing to think what the future of stunt riding will be because of the talents of these kids and how early they have started.
0: Yeah, that's one thing we always talk about when we started. Um, there was literally, you know, like Steve said, there was no social media. I mean, there were forums and stuff, but people still didn't really share information and, and things that they were doing as much as more. It was more like dialogue, a lot of like people bashing each other and things like that. But not oh, like yeah. so we, you know, to figure out things, you would either have to buy a DVD and there's like, been a bike a, shop
2: a hundred tricks invented since we started. Right? Yeah, and so oh, like
0: yeah. you, you it would, it, it, mostly everything was kind of siloed wherever in the area you're at. So you'd we just kind of feed off each other and, and invent things or figure things out or everybody get, you know. It's, everybody Yeah, but now it's like, you know, because we've kind of laid the, f- the the groundwork with a lot of the older guys, these younger kids, you know, handbrakes brakes are, are figured out, how to keep your bikes cool, the it's figured out. The bikes completely figured out. The bikes, oh, yeah. you know, everything about it. Like and the all the tricks. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and then everybody's sharing so much stuff with, with the styles they're riding and the tricks they're doing. So like the progression, somebody can it's just huge, pick a stump bike so up. so quick. And, and, and be, you know, within six months, you know, be a top-level rider if they really want. Yeah,
1: look at St. Louis. I mean, people like uh, Mike Hill's only been riding a couple years now. Uh, most of these kids have only been riding about three years. Yeah. And they're 15, 16 years old. And I'm telling you, I mean, I, I'm watching little Dominic, and he, he's circle-wheeling and, and just comboing so smooth and has a style to him. So he's really adapted and picked up from each and every rider that he's watching, just like Tyler and A.J., and all these kids, and Gage, I mean, Gage is just phenomenal. We just had his birthday party, and it was it was nothing but killers. I mean, I've never seen a sweet 16 party like this in my life. It was epic. At an airport, police escort stunt ride, vendors. It was it was a good time. On top of that, we was talking about the, the innovation of the new stunts coming through. I got to see Tommy Yami get up, half frog or frodium, reach through, take his hand off the throttle, and work the handbrake with his right hand with his left hand up. We ended up calling it yeah the I seen I seen a pretzel picture, so actually named a stunt right then and there. It was it's insane. You and can't comprehend him. that. So he's left left foot, left foot on, on the, the gas
2: on the gas tank in a frog, right, right foot. foot over in a podium, and then he's got his he, he's got his hand through wor- his right hand working the handbrake. Got it. Okay.
1: And his hands literally upside down at the same time. Yeah, and, that's and circling, crazy. He, got, he, was, he was circling doing yep, that. Yep. He, you gotta uh, slow down he,
2: and explain that to this
1: man. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> uh, It was crazy because... uh, Man, I'm
0: old school. I like straight line, tank wheelies. (laughs) These dudes are getting out of control.
1: Yeah, uh, it was insane. I mean, he did it during uh, Sickest Trick, and he only had three runs to do it. And, I mean, he finally got it. I mean... Everybody went crazy. It was insane. We even had the mayor out there. We had the, <laughs> the the head of the airport. We had the chief of police. We had the chief of the fire department out there. And I mean, everybody in the place was just yelling. It was awesome. And I mean, and he's out there doing it against people like Kyle Slager and and and, and little uh, Gage. I mean, I, I'm putting him on the same level as some of these guys that have been just insane for so long. And he is out there just doing it with him. It's just so cool from from Old Bull to Young Bull they they're just stepping their game up it's amazing
0: Yeah it's I'm real curious to see where the stunt scene is in 5 years
1: I can't wait to see it for sure I mean
2: I'm wondering where it's going to be in a year I feel like Harleys are everyone I talk to says they want a Harley wants to get a Harley I'm wondering if that's going to be yeah. if that's really going to take over well, everybody's
1: so going to want one but no one not everybody's going to be able to keep up it's on the, the
0: maintenance. maintenance yeah so so here's one thing I was thinking the other day when I was driving I was like it almost feels um like a reinvigoration of stunt riding just in general because like you said like everybody wants a, a it's harley it's going crazy it's such it's such a like a, it's almost like a new um injection into the industry like this yeah. whole stunt thing look, look how it's much ev- bigger the super it, have gotten now i mean they're insane that's it. it's it's almost like people got bored with the stunt bikes oh, and they're for sure. looking for yeah. something new but but it's positive for everything because like Super. obviously because people riding Harleys, it looks like it's even on social media, it's it's reaching out to a whole new audience, and you're going to get overlaps. You're going to get people coming from who are interested in the Harley stunt scene. They're they're going to come and be exposed to the street bike scene that they've never even probably knew existed. So and I think the
2: street bike guys that didn't like Harleys now they're like. It's Harleys are kind cool. of cool, yeah, yeah. Cool. So
0: it's going to help people that are selling parts. It's going to help people that are selling gear. Yeah, the you part know.
2: companies that they, now they're starting to make Harley parts where, Correct. Five, where everybody five off seven, seven years ago go. they probably would have never imagined they'd make stunt parts for Harley. Right. Yeah, so it's going to
0: open the doors for a lot of people. You know that maybe have kind of like gotten bored or or the street bike scene's gotten stale for them. So I think it's good. I yeah, mean, the revamp. I'm, tr- it, I'm it, trying to get one. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you tomorrow.
1: Yeah, you you need one.
0: I'm I'm selling my house, and soon as it <laughs> soon as it goes through, well,
1: I heard you was moving in with James. <laughs>
0: they do, they live together. <laughs> that's that, all. That's no, that's what I'm saying. That's why the stories. If you get them together, oh, there's so many them. argue like yeah, they just it brings out all these funny ass stories that they're like Steve's leaving underwear oh. in the bed, like you know James well, is you know all this weird stuff. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. Oh no, the was, bathroom. Oh, oh, uh, oh my bad, okay. my bad. The bathroom. Okay. Um,
1: do you do no, you leave your brush out when he's home? Yeah, I know. I know you guys play a lot of games. I see what you guys do on the road road all the time. I don't don't play with that. Yeah, oh yeah. But what if I normally
2: don't do something to someone that I wouldn't mind it coming back to me?
1: That's that's my theory. So you'd never touched his toothbrush? No. Oh, okay. Just checking.
0: Hmm. Whose toothbrush? He looked pretty honest. You did something with a toothbrush Uh (laughs) in the the RV. Oh
2: yeah, but that was that was that was. (laughs) That's different. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, Why wait. is it different?
1: Whose was it? I mean, storm- I, when it was storms, right? Oh, man. It's storm. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Come sorry, <laughs> on, sorry, storm. The truth comes out. Oh, oh,
0: did okay. he know you did that? Yeah, I guess he,
2: James uh, Snapchatted yeah. it, and then we sent it to him. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> man, Snapchats are insane. Poor. So yeah, I guess I, I took it and I rubbed it on my my balls, and then he was laying on the couch and came up behind him and put it in his mouth. Oh god! And then we sent oh, it to god. him, god. and soon Dude. then he's like, "Oh, I got a new Snapchat." He's like, "Oh, it's this?" And then he's like you other dicks. He didn't
1: get up and fight you? <laughs> no. Good job, Storm. Wait, yeah. be patient, man. I would have snapped? <laughs> no way. I'm not having your taint in my mouth ever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's so, not the end of the world.
0: So, um mouth back mouth. to Willie TV. The original okay. question. Yep. So, Mikey started that and then you were a partner in it. Yep. Um and Mikey. then now it sounds like you're kind of the full owner of it. Uh,
1: no, no. Mikey's still oh, uh, still, okay. still involved. Uh he still does um, all the edits and I mean put stuff together all the time on top of that He does all the printing and comes up with these ideas and i mean we're we're literally we're we're gonna make it bigger uh we're just letting it sit on cruise control right now and just making it easy. I mean, I don't have a lot of time. Mikey works full time I work full time. I got a kid, he's got dogs, you know it's it's one of those deals where when the timing's right, it's gonna take off. We'll start doing more uh more swag and start doing dvds again and you know and try and push it a little bit more and just see where it takes us i mean as of right now everybody's so happy that we we do what we do just by putting people out there that as of right now it it, it humbles me it makes me happy i mean i always say i get paid in memories good times and partying you know i i love being i like around that me. i love being around these people and like i said i mean i've i've been through all types of aspects of extreme sports and i've never found the caliper of what i call family until this scene you know you guys have been a part of it long enough that i know you guys have felt the same way for me it's just it's second nature now it's i wake up i check my messenger i check uh, facebook i scroll through and i mean even on my lunch breaks or whatnot i'll i'll look at my phone if i see a good video of somebody doing something boom i grab it i throw it on wheelie tv I say something short and sweet. I don't, the reason why I don't hashtag and I don't really put a bunch of names out there and stuff like that is it takes too much time. Um, on top of that, my spelling my spelling sucks. Um, How and, well would
0: that go yeah. over with me? See, yeah. I, I, I'm one of those
1: guys where I'll tell you straight up. Uh, I'm smart enough to work a tape measure. If it's not on a tape measure, I don't know shit. You know, right? My, my schooling background sucked where I live, so it is what it is. So okay,
0: so what are the properties you guys have? WheelieTV.com.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we got WheelieTV.com, tv, wheelietv, YouTube, tv, Facebook, Instagram. It's it's all there. Um, some stays more manicured than others i mean obviously we like doing the facebook thing it's it's free everybody's super on easy it. to share and it's yeah. super easy to get it out to everybody and, and later on it will help us grow also you know but uh we're slowly getting back into youtube which i mean a lot of our videos are out there uh, anything and everything that was on our last dvd and the dvd before that it's all out there instagram's been real tough for me to be able to keep up with i mean people plug it all day every day and i don't even know how they have the energy or if they ever even sleep to be able to keep up with it, so it's welcome to dude, our world, dude. It, it's it's overwhelming. I mean, I I might Super. look at Instagram maybe every four <laughs> or five days, and I I make it about maybe five minutes, and I'm like, I'm turning this shit off. You know, I gotta switch it back out. But it's not that it's oversaturated with what we do. It's just nonstop. You know, it's just hard to keep up with.
0: So, but you guys have, on wheelietv.com, you have t-shirts people can buy, they um, can support you guys that way, right?
1: We just got done with a pre-order. We actually brought our, with the first uh, run of shirts, our founder edition Wheelie TV shirts, which was our first shirts we ever produced. Um, we, we started having a lot of people asking about them, so we redid it. So we only made a small change on them, but they look exactly like the original, but on the bottom now it says, forever loyal. And you know, and that, that's a throwback to not just us being loyal to the riders that want to be seen, but the riders that want to want to wear our shirts, you know, and still be accepted. I mean, it's not even about accepted. I mean, if you want it, you wear it, and people are seeing it. Now every state I go into, I'm seeing them. And, I mean, we just had a real good time. I mean, uh, for only being up, like, um, I think we maybe gave a month or something like that for the pre-orders, we we did pretty good. I think we ended up selling somewhere around – 1,400 units or something. So, which, oh, wow. Which is huge for us, you know. Right. And we actually needed it anyways because every dollar that we've ever made, which we have not made hardly anything off Wheelie TV, it all goes back into the technology. Mikey will be able to get a new, uh, uh, new microphone for his uh, camera. We'll be able to have the new uh, editing software and be able to roll over a little bit more for the new design for the next run of Wheelie TV. We want to do, we've only done, I think, two or three runs of shirts ever uh, since we started up and the next run i told him i want to make it i want to make it brow brow, bright i want it to be loud i want it to have a new feel to it and revamp a little bit about what wheelie tv is but still hold the the same back roots of what it started from
0: i think like what he's what you're talking about you know it's not like you guys are making tons of money but i think it's important that you do make some money so that you guys can keep funding what you're doing and keep putting content out I mean it costs money to do the th- kind of things you guys do right. so you know guys Ultimately,
1: that- it'd be really nice to be able to uh, have the funds to be able to say hey this weekend this ride's going on let's just jump in the car let's take all the video stuff let's get down there we'll get a hotel and be able to get all this footage so we can put something together and it, it's one of those things like I said we work full time and we haven't had the time so literally it just sits I mean besides this run of shirts it just sits on cruise control and, and I, I'm, I'm okay with that because the simple fact is that it's sitting there. Everybody's still watching it. Everybody's still – I can see the numbers. I can see how many people are viewing. And as long as they're not losing interest, I'm not losing interest. So I know that it will sit there for later on for – Maybe after I get through my slump or whatnot, I'll be able to invest into it and maybe maybe do some more swag and do some hats and maybe try and figure out a way to do a wheelie TV show or maybe help out with some more block parties or just be able to travel and hang out with people more.
0: Welcome, <clears throat> welcome to our world <laughs> <laughs> for the last uh, twenty years. Yeah, for the last twenty years,
1: I've been learning a lot from you boys. I yeah, have. but I
0: did want to say if you're out there listening, you know, go out to wheelieTV.com, you know, pick up a t-shirt or help you know help support the cause because it always helps you know nobody's getting rich but you know it just helps being able to like like keep it going going. you know jump out to wheelie tv on facebook give them a follow everywhere across the all your social medias and interwebs help them out
1: man i really appreciate that on top of that you guys keep doing exactly what you guys are doing i know everybody loves watching you guys from when you get on the bus to when you're on the bus to when you get off the bus it's it's a lot of energy and it's fun to watch. I, I love following you guys. I really do. Yeah, yeah, we
2: appreciate you, it. Hey, you could have a chance to win that bus.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna raff. So we're we're raffling off the RV and the uh, the trailer oh. for a hundred dollars a ticket. So somebody out there is gonna win that entire thing. Well,
1: when are you guys doing this? When are you guys doing the drawing? Probably
0: after the season's over. Yeah, once yeah, sometimes after doomsday. So how many? How <laughs> Whenever many tickets?
2: our last or basically our last tri- uh, trip after that? That's that's, we're, that's what that's we gonna do reason. like four 400 tickets, 400 tickets. cap it off at 400 tickets 100 bucks each you get the motor home uh 40 foot motorhome diesel and oh, then you get uh, with a slide out mine right now and then you get a 18 foot enclosed trailer fold down door eight and a half foot wide you it's a nice rig
0: so you have so you have a if you guys aren't doing the math you have a one in four hundred chance to win that entire thing that, for a hundred dollars that's legit <laughs> i don't
1: know what's the maximum tickets i could buy
0: Whatever you want.
2: I, I don't think we're going to max that out. We, if you want to buy 400, then you can have it.
1: Just... <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. No, that would be it's cool. Hard you know. to, it's hard to yeah. pass that up. So yeah, you guys yeah. hear that out there. I mean, <laughs> you can have the full-blown Street Fighter <laughs> rig. Can we get any bikes in the back of it? Are there any bikes coming with the trailer? Uh, we're, yeah. We'd have to up no, yeah, to... <laughs> It's a, a couple shirts would
0: be Yeah, let us think about and, that. <laughs> and, and then I think
2: we're going to have to do something where we say, I would assume we would ask them politely to take the wrap off. Yeah, or to rewrap. Uh, yeah. How do you do re- that? Or to rewrap yeah. over it? I mean, because you really that's don't want someone out there, you know, drinking and driving, hit a car, oh, 100%. and then bad publicity. on Well, anytime
1: you buy a, a work vehicle off the lot, that that's one of the big stipulations that you have to take somebody else's brand off, anyways. Yeah, for yeah. safety purposes.
2: <laughs> so we'd almost just need someone to maybe wrap over it, or
0: you know, I, I guess know. you could. Yeah, you could just wrap over it. Whatever, yeah. whatever um, works.
1: But that's that's absolutely an amazing idea. That that's, yeah. that's that's gonna be pretty cool. That. It's going yeah, it. to be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be funny.
0: Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. It'll be, it's going to be awesome for somebody. you got to fill yeah. it up with, like, blow-up dials too. Yeah, right. So <laughs> when they go in, they're in the
1: driver's seat, <laughs> passenger seat. And we'll have, have them airbrush with you guys' faces on them and stuff. Let them keep that. I'm, I'm pumped. You guys, I should, can't uh, get it. you guys should raffle off more stuff. Like, every time you change your plastics and stuff like that, there's people out there that yeah. want that in their little bar room and all their garages Yeah, and stuff, yeah. So.
0: No, it's, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, raffles is where it's at, especially with all the stuff you guys play with. That'd be dope
0: um okay so like i think as we kind of wrap this whole thing up like what we kind of talked a little bit what the current state of affairs with willie tv is like where where is willie tv where's Derek in a year from now yep. five years like what's what's well, plan I, man i'm hoping to not be
1: swinging a hammer no more and hopefully be able to take a little bit easier on my body but i'm always gonna ride i, I mean i live for it i thrive for it i live for this lifestyle um Five years from now, um, I'm hoping to be doing big events and working a microphone and meeting more people and making more memories. I mean, that's basically it. Um, I always say when one door shuts, another one opens. Um, I've been blessed this far. I mean, Cole Freeman got me my start on the microphone. He said, man, I listen to you on the deck yelling and cussing at people and telling people how these rides are going to go down. I need you to come do a show with me. I'm like, all right. So I get out there on the road with him, get all set up, and he hands me a microphone Goes up, we're going on, you know, start it off. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, you do what you do. I'm like, uh, you want me to yell at people like I do in St. Louis? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, listen here, mother. You know, so yeah, that's much. where the whole Derek to Motor Mouth re-started from. But one door shuts, another one opens. Um, I just got a call the other day from uh, a lady, uh, Sue, which is absolutely amazing, sweetheart she uh she does a lot of the harley davidson events and she was a a subcontractor for helping with all the events now she bought the rights to like 20 harley davidson events so uh, this not being with the stunt riders actually get me on the mic full time at these events being able to host and introduce all the bands and the bike shows and the car shows and just full run it all so now it's try, starting to uh, widen the horizons a little bit to where not just the stunt riding scene, of it, but be able to promote and be able to help out with events and just see where it goes. You know, I'm 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 hoping and praying that it's something I'm able to do before I'm sitting in a wheelchair. You know. Yeah,
0: I think you have a lot of potential. I think even you know it'll go beyond obviously street bikes. You know, like you said, you know drifting, I don't Harley events oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I think you've got the talent for it, and I think I, uh, I appreciate it. I wish you all a success. And man. I,
1: and I did get a call the other day. We will be throwing another Midwest Rift Fest next year. Nice. So that'll okay. be, of course, the Gateway so Motorplex.
0: 2020? F- or at the It'll end be of the... 2020. We, okay. we, we
1: couldn't get a good date in this year with all the NHRA races and all that stuff. And kind of dropped the ball on the promotions anyhow last year. I mean, we did amazing. I mean, all the stunt riders showed up and showed out. All the drift car guys showed up and showed out. We brought all our families and everything, but there was a casualty. Somebody did drop the ball. There wasn't much tickets. We didn't have much time to promote it, and it happened to be during uh, the weekend of Halloween where everybody has their kids. So it didn't get to blow up like it wanted to, but all the investors saw the potential in it. And the next step from there is trying to put on world-record stoppy competitions at these tracks like this because we don't just have to do it here in St. Louis or at Gateway. We can do it at any track all over the U.S. and hopefully be able to, once it starts rolling, more tracks will reach out to us when we can have more of these competitions. Not just the, the extreme stunts, but also the extreme high-octane drift cars, these bands, these DJs, and these memories. I mean, it's going to be, it, it should be a good, positive thing. Hopefully, we can get it off the ground.
0: Yeah, she hit us up when you uh, guys 100%. go in the planning phase. Maybe we can collab and yeah, help yeah, out. It was awesome involved. to have you
1: guys there last year. It yeah. was great. Good
0: deal. Yeah, so that's about all I have, man. It's been great talking to you. Um, we'll yeah, see you again in the streets. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna see you out in the streets. I'll see you guys at the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, right on. So, <laughs> willytv.com and uh, go out, support, and follow these guys. They're doing awesome stuff. So, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys soon.
1: Appreciate it, guys. Stay tuned, support your local stone riders.